I think that that's really what excites me about going out every day and telling the Huss story with our team out there is because we know what our identity is. Yeah. It's very clearly defined yeah. for us. Yeah. And the fact that we can go out there and people know that when you drink a Huss beer, this is what you're going to get. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the podcast that brings you the fascinating stories behind the exploding Arizona craft beer scene directly from the people who are making it happen. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I sit down with Jeff, Leah, and Chip from Hus Brewing Company. We talk about brewing beer with an NFL football player and the importance of finding your identity as a brewery. Grab a drink. Let's tap into Hus Brewing Company. All right, so I'm here at Hus. We're at the Uptown location. Uptown, Uptown Plaza. Right? Uptown Plaza. I'm with Jeff and Leah Hus and Chip. Yes. Guys. Minister. Thanks the for minister joining me. of all craft beer. Is that, the, of all is that on your craft. business card? It is on my business card. <laughs> yeah, minister of all cat craft beer. Not all, but okay. uh, we're going to add that when I get promoted. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. So the story of this place, why did you guys decide to open up a brewery? So the original brewery we decided to open because both of us worked in the beer industry. Okay. I was seven years um, into it when I met my husband. And he was applying for a job in Phoenix, got a job as a brewer for BJ's, and um, I don't know how many years were we together before. Didn't he apply a job for you? Oh, yes, he did apply for he a job. He tried to apply me. for a job, and she didn't hire him. No, I did oh, not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What was it? Have I, you ever shared that with him? I didn't need anybody. I mean, there was she not. She was saving him. Yeah. yeah. Be the truth be told. As yeah. I, like, as I say. I'm not going to be able to date him. If yeah, I, I couldn't have dated him. Oh, okay. Very strategic, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I was hired on down at BJ's and Chandler. Okay. Um, I was there for, I think, seven and a half years. All right. I was a head brewer the majority of the time there. Okay. So. As soon as we found out that we were having our daughter, we decided that we kind of needed to put down roots, kind okay. of develop a legacy for our family. Um, you know, we knew we were going to stay in Arizona and we were going to be here and we wanted to really put both feet on the ground and plan ourselves yeah. here in the industry so and i think it's really exciting from a standpoint of what's been happening with arizona craft beer and i think leah for you um one of the things that i've known jeff and leah for a long time before i even started joining yeah. and working with them but she was such a pioneer working at papago brewing company for, i mean as a whole wasn't it i yeah. mean really papago as itself when it started in 2001 was the only place, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a bit of a unicorn. It really, I was just talking to someone about this last night. When we first opened our cooler doors, they weren't filled to the gills. And, you know, we always claimed the 450 bottled beers. But there were days where I um, had things in there. Like I remember, and I wish that I remember the name of the beer, but it was like a 40 ounce can with a Rottweiler on the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. The name but, is irrelevant at this point. Yeah. You're right. And yeah. we did carry Mickey's Big Mouths for oh, years okay, and yeah. things, but the cooler was full with a, a lot of imports. Okay. And yeah. so American Craft Beer in Arizona was kind of few and far between. Um, and then when uh, Bruce and CB started Little Guy Distributing and started bringing in some of the better known brands from across the United States, that's when things really started happening okay. here in Arizona for craft beer. This was and early 2000s, you it said, It was, right? yeah. Okay. So yeah. we were open in 2001, and um, our motto, which 
we got a cease and desist on was no crap on tap because really it belonged why? to well it belonged to flying saucers but also chris black out of uh denver uses it at falling rock and he's actually the one who it's funny because everybody uses it now and they just gave up trying to enforce they did it. yeah yeah but well, back then they did yeah everybody uses oh yeah it we got cease and desist letters from flying saucer chain uh-huh. and that we couldn't use no and it, I, how they knew we were even printing that on our menus is beyond right. me just yeah. some teeny beer bar in scottsdale <laughs> you know right. so but yeah it was and there were people in fact um there's a really amazing couple that were just here in uptown last weekend that live up in like the jerome area and okay. they would come down and drink at papago on the weekends and get growlers of beer and six packs and things because there was not really anywhere else to go in the state to sit down and drink craft beer. Yeah. And that's when uh, Orange Blossom was born, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a beer. Um, the big guy called Orange Blossom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there was a beer that we were um, having a lot of success with back then called Burt Grant's Mandarin Wheat. And Burt Grant's went out of business. And so we kind of thought, this is so silly. Why couldn't we? have this beer or an inclination of it of our own you know Mm -hmm. and we sat down and did um some tastings with different um measurements of vanilla and orange and kind of put the two together in a filtered american wheat beer and henceforth came the papago orange blossom and uh it kind of is a monster in and of itself people just love it and it's very arizona and it is. Um, it is, and it's yeah. it's iconic to Arizona, and it's you know people really identify and love it. You know something that's crazy about it that a lot of people may or may not realize. Um, we realized it a couple of years ago, um, but uh, that um, Orange Blossom is actually the number two biggest selling Arizona made beer, really behind only Killlifter. Wow, which okay. is pretty crazy. <laughs> that is really if crazy. you think yeah. about the amount of beers that are sold in yeah. grocery stores and whatnot. Yeah, and that's been. I mean, it's been around. It's. I mean, it's been around since 2005. Was I think the yep. first time? Yep. Okay. Papago brewed it, and uh, with that, so Liz, I mean, had had a connection to Arizona craft beer, and I think it really kind of all connects. Yep. To what you know, what happened with Huss and how this whole thing started, and it all kind of goes backwards, even though Huss wasn't was still just a little dream, little twinkle in your eye, if you will, <laughs> you know, back then, it's, uh, it's now, you know, it's come, it was all kind of, it was all part of the pieces of the puzzle that were happening. I love this beer too. Um, so I, usually when I come here, I find your guys' beers. I usually go for, I love the blonde, uh, Magic in the Ivy. That's my other favorite, but my wife loves the orange blossom. <laughs> and every time she's like, here, because it's so funny when we go to a place, she doesn't want the people to think that she's not drinking it. So she's like, hey, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of stuff she gets, I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I don't uh, want to drink that. But when she has this, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll pound like half yeah. of it. I don't know whether yeah. I should feel old or be like, <laughs> it makes my heart happy. But some young girl told me the other day that she loved the Orange Blossom. It's the first beer that she ever had when she <laughs> turned 21. And I mean, she was not newly 21. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it no. is kind of cool to hear, you know, people coming up and that's. Because they're growing up with it now. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's so, you know, right. the, the biggest thing as we in Arizona were trying to catch up to the rest of these country where these hot spots for the San Diego, Portland, North Pacific, Northwest, Colorado, Vermont. Yeah. As we're trying to get the, there, it's going to, it means that we have to have our people that live here grow up on some of these things. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and the fact that you start hearing stories like that, you know, and a lot of people say, yeah, Kilt Tour was my first beer, you know, and now the fact people, Orange Blossom is their first, and 
now we hear people talk about Scottsdale Blonde all the time being their favorite. They love this beer and they connect to it. Yeah. You know, it's just such a local thing. That, that to me, I think is the most exciting. I know Jeff and Leah, you guys, we talk about it all the time. Yep. But that's just pretty cool like, to see. Like Jeff's how iconic too it is. to acknowledge. He's just like. He was a, were you the creator of it? Were you the, I mean. Of the, the mar- orange? Is he the, yeah. No, no. I, the orange blossom was already figured out long yeah. before I even before moved here. to the state. Yeah. Oh, God. So, gotcha. Um, we have been making it for close to, well, four years now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. But you're, you came up with, I think really, well, you came up with Scottsdale Blonde, everything else. Yeah. Whereas Jeff's recipes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then when we get to Coffee Kolsch, sure. definitely. Have you tried the Coffee Kolsch? I have not. Is that the, oh no, yeah, the Coffee Kolsch? Oh, I love the Coffee Kolsch. Yeah. the far right the far, yeah. yeah, the far right. Smell I don't know how first. I forgot about that one. I love this one. Yeah, that beer is crazy cool. It's, I, I so the first time I had this one, um, I was going to a team builder. So I'm like, I was super early. I'm like, I'm stopping for a beer somewhere, right? <laughs> so I go into a place. I can't remember what it was called. It's on university. And the, I'm looking and and the guy's like, you got to try the coffee Kolsch. I'm like, I like coffee beers. I think stouts, porters, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not quite ready for that. I'm yeah. going to a team builder. It's like 11 o'clock, you know? I, and he's like, dude, just try it. And I tried it, and this is phenomenal. It's a, it's a, it's a blend that you never see. Right. Well, thank yeah. you. That's totally why I wanted it, too. Yeah. That was... Before we even opened our doors, I already knew that there were some beers that we wanted to add to the portfolio. That one took a little bit more time than the rest of them did, but I wanted something that was going to be lighter in color that would really knock people's socks off. Yeah. Something that was totally unexpected. Yeah. And like you said, you know, everybody, when they think about a coffee beer, thinks coffee, uh, thinks porter or stout. Right. And the fact that you've got a light-colored beer yeah. that's a, it's a German, it's a cold. How did you, yeah, I mean, without giving away secrets... Because we're literally going to have to shut this whole broadcast down. Yeah. If like, he starts talking to you. Like, how did you, <laughs> like, you kind of came up with this idea. Like, all of a sudden, they'll just hear that emergency broadcast. It's, like, right. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Out of here. Sorry. It's, uh, it's real coffee. It, uh, and we do a uh, cold steep with it. So okay. it, um, we don't use any extracts in it or anything. It's, uh, it's the real deal. So Jeff is, is not uh, an, a... He's pretty much a beer purist. Okay. So any of the stuff that is a little off yeah. is, is kind of him stepping out of his wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah. Like this one and what else? Like what else would be? Well, like the, even the raspberry. I mean, right. that one, okay. you know, we're proud to use That's our 100% one. You try that one. real fruit it's in that. It's a raspberry wheat? Raspberry yes. wheat, yeah. yeah. And it's an American. It's raspberry puree. It's, yeah, it's a real raspberry it's puree. It's good, right? It is. Yeah. Like the taste in these things, like I've, I think I've had the coconut joe, uh, the coffee kolsch, the things that you guys add into them, it's the real. flavors are real yeah. pronounced. Totally. But it's a good balance, though. Yeah. It's, it's not so, like I'm drinking cranberry juice. Right. It's like this is beer. We very intentionally do that, too. <laughs> and I think that that's like a, a, you know, a mixture of between my culinary background, but his you know, purism, he, we don't yeah. want a beer that is just like, it's too much. It's right. overdone. You yeah. know, it needs to all be, and it's hard to do. I mean, the rice pudding porter, our winter seasonal, those spices, getting those spices right, because we didn't do any test batches. I mean, it's, yeah. and we never do test batches. It's 30 barrels of beer out the box, like full committal, you know. Yeah, guns And it seems like it works out. Yeah, a lot of those we never even changed. Uh-huh. Uh, the blonde never changed. Sorry. Um, the <laughs> blonde never changed. Actually, you know what? I don't think we really hardly tweaked many of them at all. Okay. You Ras- mean since the initial time? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Magic and the Ivy is original. The uh, Raspberry is original. And that's four years this year. But you always had that saying you were telling me. What was that about adding things? 
spices and flavors. Oh, and, and yeah, my old boss taught me something that I'll never forget uh, at BJ's. He said, figure out what the absolute minimum amount of flavoring, like spices, like cinnamon or whatever you're using for a beer, like yeah. figure out the absolute minimum that you think you need and then divide that in half. Wow. And that'll be more than enough. Yeah. Is, is, and uh, I think it's so cool it's because worked. so many things, especially when you found on the shelves today, they're so in your face, cloying, overly sweet, overly just whatever. Right. You know, you know, the chili beers are just too much. It's like I'm eating yeah. a fresh jalapeno. Right. It's just too much. <laughs> right. You know, when all of these things are supposed to be about the beer, mm -hmm. and when I think these add-ons or anything like these flavors, they should just be, what do you think, John? I mean, just more like a... Just a, just a nuance, you know, just giving it a little bit of yeah, don't, something to Don't it. forget that people are drinking beer. Beer first. <laughs> and that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what they're actually going after. I mean, if they wanted, as you said, cranberry juice, they could just go buy cranberry juice. Right, yeah. Put a little vodka in it, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, and that makes me really be proud to be a part of this team because I think that we really, you know, are every brewery has to kind of find itself and uh -huh. find its identity yeah and um i think that that's really what excites me about going out every day and telling the Huss story with our team out there is because we know what our identity is yeah it's very clearly defined yeah. for us yep. and the fact that we can go out there and people know that when you drink a Huss beer this is what you're going to get yeah so when we released the raspberry wheat a few weeks ago Everybody that was clamoring to come get it, which has been crazy, yeah. they all knew they weren't going to get some big sugar bomb that was just pure raspberry jam. Right. They right. knew they were going to get really tasty, crisp, delicious beer with just the right amount nuance of that fresh raspberry. Yeah. Um, that it was just, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I was just out the other night, and I just had just one after my VB lounge, and I just kept <laughs> drinking. More. I was like raspberry oh, wheat. So Normally good. I drink blonde or magic in the ivy if they yeah. haven't. Okay. But uh, but yeah, that was funny. I love the beer. It's great. I do too. Yeah. It's so good. And you guys did a um, a collaboration with the Red Swole. That was a yeah. collaboration with the Arizona Cardinals guy, yeah. right? Jared Valdir. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a, a little a guy, right? Just a little, little itty bitty so guy. Teeny. Guy. Just yeah. itty bitty guy. He, he came in and <laughs> made, made that batch of beer with me, and my guys were staring at me afterwards saying, we thought you were big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a massive human, but he is very kind. He's a, he's a good guy. So Jared was a biology major in college and has gotten really into home brewing uh, since and uh, is just – for lack of better terms, just a big beer geek, yeah. basically. And so he, yeah. <laughs> um, we, I don't know how it got set up. I think Chip set reached it up. Out, and, yeah, yeah, reached out, yeah. We reached out and kind of went back and forth. Because he was known as a as a, uh, as a home brewer. Like he won, yeah. Has won oh, yeah, he's won, really good. Yeah, won medals, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. 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 It's hysterical because I want to talk to him about football and he wants to talk to me about beer. So. <laughs> 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 I'm like, it's just beer. You play football. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the beer idea was, I mean, what did you guys, how did you guys come up with the big, the red? I don't know the name came about. I'll talk about that, but the beer. Um, he, I think, just generally likes to drink large beers. And so we, for Arizona Cardinals, I think we, we decided to go with a red and uh, an Imperial IPA um, just because he's a big guy who drinks big beers. Right, yeah. And so it's, it's fun to make those big beers every once in a while. And uh, What's that way in it? Because you guys use a lot of different hops in it. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. That was we, what I thought was so cool about yeah. the recipe. Was I mean? Can you remember what hops you put in there? Because there was a lot. Barely, but yeah, we had a lot of the really good ones. We had uh, Citra, 
Mosaic, Galaxy. Okay. Vic Secret. Vic. Yeah, a little right. bit of Vic Secret in there. Um, a lot of the uh, the sought-after hops we were able to get a hold of on the spot market. What was cool yeah. is that he was, um, he kind of let you know what he likes to use, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah got that, got that, got that, yeah. which was rare for us to have. But you guys were both on the same page as to what yes. I was yeah. 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 And then yeah. it came in weighing in at 8.5% yeah, roughly, something like yep, that, yeah. and uh, 102 IBUs. Um, so it was definitely a big, a big beer for a big guy. And, uh, you know, we've, it's just, it's been one of those that's just, in collaborations, it's cool. I think it was unique to a lot of people just do collaborations between breweries yeah. or yeah. restaurants to be able to do it with, you know, a, uh, a big iconic person that's, uh, that is beloved by the whole city and the valley. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, and it's fantastic too. Once again, great balance. Like well, you got the, it's imperial, but this, I, I think, I went to the shop. I did an interview with the shop, and they had their the fightum. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the description was sneaky. Or I think sneaky. I think yeah. this is sneaky too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Two of these, and you're like, oh, okay. That yeah. Rochambeau, yeah. the double IPA. That one is. Do we have one of those? That one not right oh, here, but yeah, that, that one's one sneaky is for so sure. Okay. Sneaky. Yeah. And it's yeah. so good, it's, yeah. and it's disastrous for me. Yeah. What I like about you know with the way, and this I think is another testament to Jeff and how he brews beer. And I know he hates this when I talk about it because he's like always like stop talking about me. If he had his way, he would just leave him alone, leave him in the brewery, and yeah. he would never ever have a microphone in front of him like he does right now. He's very nervous. Uh, thank God, boss. Boss like said, he's doing great. Doing but, great. Uh, but you know one thing that I noticed, and Jared and I actually I were talking about this. When you start getting with those big beers, and I don't know, Jeff, you can maybe explain why. When you start getting with those big IPAs like that, a lot of those doubles can tend to be very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really like about this is a lot drier, and you guys were able to pull that off, right. even while still getting that ABV and uh, gravity up there. How did you guys pull that off, or is that something on purpose? Yeah, yeah, we tried to get this as dry as we could, um, yeah. kind of get as much juice out of it as possible, basically, out of the grain. So you, you come in at uh, much lower temperatures, uh, and that converts a lot more of the sugars into fermentable sugars. Okay. So that is if you want a sweeter beer you come in a little hotter and a little bit faster if you want a beer that's nowhere near as sweet then you'll come in a little bit cooler and okay. a little bit more drawn out gotcha gotcha okay yeah it's Sorry, pretty the cool man over that's there. A, the what the man. mr colangelo so yeah so for us you know i think it was you know from the beer standpoint and as you can tell we've been talking about a beer ever since we've been starting this chat but yeah. i know for us and Jeff and Leah, we always talk about this. It is 100% all about the beer. Yeah. We have this funny little campaign going like, what's all the hustle about? Yeah. You oh, know, and, uh, yeah. And, it's, uh, and it really is, it's all about the beer, I think. Didn't you say, I mean. Everything is, it's all about the beer. I mean, all about us, the family, you know what yeah, I mean, at the end of the slogan. day. Yeah. And um, really all about her, I guess, is for realistically. The real it's boss. all about Lola. The real boss. The Lola, real boss. Lola, want to say hi? Does she want Lola, to say hi? would you like to say, say hello? No. Nope. No, you got to come over here. You got to talk to the mic. Your dad's talking into the mic, so now you have to. <laughs> so what's it like when your parents have a brewery? It's really like fun it? to hang out yeah? because it's a brand new and I really like it. Do you like the sodas? Yeah. Can you tell oh, yeah. me about Lola the sodas? sodas? She's got Lola sodas on tap. Do you really have your own soda yes. on tap? Talk about your soda? Yes. No. Did okay. you and Dad brew it together? <laughs> nice. Yeah. You did? You got four different kinds? Do you remember what the kinds are? 
lemon, blueberry, blood orange, and watermelon. Wow. Good job. My, I have a three-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter. They would love that. They would love your sodas, yes. huh? I should bring them next time, huh? You should. They yeah. did daddy-daughter <laughs> brew day for the oh, sodas. Oh, nice. And yeah. then we do them. They're like old-school soda fountain real fruit puree purees oh, wow. that we pump in. Nice. Yeah. That's so. really cool. That's something, and that's we were talking about this before we started recording was the feeling of a brewery right mm-hmm. family you said you had a friend that brought a newborn baby yep. in right and that's yep. if you bring you bring a newborn baby into the bottled blonde like we're talking about <laughs> yeah no yeah you probably get arrested yeah but uh and you, you should probably and would you should. and should yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> but these the breweries just have such a great yes. feel about them and, yeah. it, and it is it's a family place absolutely family culture and um you know that was when we first set out to find a space in central phoenix um, Jeff and I spend quite a bit of time over here. We have a ton of friends in the neighborhood, and we really wanted something over here okay. and um, to be more centrally located, but to create something for families and, and a community gathering space. Um, both of us are from Illinois, and I think that there's a huge difference in, and especially, you know, not just Illinois, it's Arizona, obviously, but I think the great beer cities, those cultures really transcend and they pull neighborhoods together. I mean, and they really do set places for people to go in and spend time together. And I fought these guys on we having TVs in here. Uh, <laughs> Clearly I didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't want the TVs. No, yeah, because okay. I think yeah. that you should be able to go into a place and talk to people. I think yeah. people get away from that and, and more so now than ever with phones and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to pick your phone up instead of talk to somebody you don't know next to you. Right. So we have a lot of community tables here and um, we ended up sitting with a couple and their daughter last night that were the same, she was the same age as Lola and, you know, and you end up engaging, you know, yeah. and then that's kind of, you know, we need to bring that back more community interaction. Yeah. And it makes sense like uh, family. I mean, it's, first of all, it's, it's about your guys' family, right? right? Yeah. Um, but it also then is the family of Huss. Absolutely. And even bigger Arizona beer. Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's one thing I've gained from, from doing the show is uh, the Arizona craft community is awesome. Like it is, I, I'm 38 and I never knew what I wanted to do until like I started doing this. I'm like, all right, I want to work in craft beer. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it's such a great, like. Just, great people. It is, for sure. Yeah. And, and um, I think you could say that about the craft beer industry in general across yeah. the nation. It's it, And it's small. It's a lot smaller than people think. I mean, yes, there's a lot of people in it now, more so than ever, but um, yeah. a, a lot of people know each other. I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's essentially taking a bath. Yeah, we got somebody outside the window here <laughs> in the faucet taking a bath and uh, getting some... He's getting some water. You know, I'll give him that. Listen, but, uh, for sure. Yeah. I take it he doesn't work for you guys? No, we don't know him. No. <laughs> it's fine. So, um, so Lola's thing was she loves the new place. Yes. So this is only open in April. Yeah. So we've okay. only been open for Mid April. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's only two and a half months. Yeah. Okay. This place is great. I've never. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say I've never been to the actual brewery. <laughs> um, and I worked. I've worked there for like ten years, like University of Phoenix, right there. I know. And I wanted to go there so many times for lunch, but it just never worked out because oh I think you guys opened gosh. it three. Years. For those that don't know, so the brewery itself, where everything started. Yeah. That is located right off of Priest and Elliot. Yeah. Um, as you just said over there where Youth Movies Phoenix used to be. Yeah. Um, and then this Lou Tapper where we're sitting now, we just opened up about two and a half months ago. Okay. This is on Central and Camelback. Yeah. So one of the big things that we wanted to do, and I know Jeff and Leah, you know, if you want to talk about it, was why did you want a flagship location to kind of showcase who we are because the other one's kind of... Right. So it, it actually took us two years to find our Tempe location because okay. there were things very specific to our needs. Keep going. Oh, 
looks like that. Um, there were things that were very specific to our needs that we were looking for, um, okay. ceiling height, whatnot, because we always knew that we were coming in with a production facility. Yeah. And so um, you can't take a 30 barrel production brewery and put it into an old historic building like we would have loved to. Right, it right. just was not really something that um, was gonna work for our needs. And so okay. the brewery in the tap room down in Tempe just ended up being what it is, uh, which was a destination. And we're yeah. super proud of it, our little teeny tap room down there. Um, we got just about all the tables off Craigslist. And we did, oh yeah, no, not no, these down oh, there. Okay, I bought gotcha, all the yeah. tables off Craigslist. Yeah. And we painted them and we rolled the floors ourselves and Jeff made the bar, the concrete oh, nice. bar. And um, so it definitely was a labor of love. But as we were growing, we realized that people didn't know really who Huss was. Okay. And so yeah. we figured out pretty quickly we needed to have a flagship place for people to come to that, you know, wasn't so far out of the way. Yeah. Down south of Guadalupe there. Yeah. This is a showroom, right? Showcase. Yeah, showcase. This is the showroom here? It is. This is the showroom. It's a beautiful showroom. Thank you. Thanks. And, you know, you can find all of our beers, you know, in grocery stores, from Fry's, Albertson, Safeway, convenience stores like Serbo K, Quick Trip, you know, to thousands of different little bars and restaurants all over, which is cool. But being able to have a place that people can come and, like you said, you know that you can do what it's all about the beer. But we got this great little food menu right. that, uh, like, I you know you can see what kind of items we have for like food. We had the um, roast beef sliders last night, which were oh, amazingly nice. delicious, and the poppers. poppers are so good. Jeff just wants like ten yeah. orders yeah. of poppers. <laughs> 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 and you know what's cool? Remember when we talked about doing sliders and we were doing the menu meeting? Yeah. And Liam specifically, what? Because everybody does what with sliders? Well, just the standard burgers, or I mean, you know, yeah. same old, same old. This where your culinary background comes in. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. want to do a little yeah. something, you know, that caprese one for people that don't eat meat. Yeah. Is a really great one. Ooh, wow, that's interesting. That. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that roast beef one's mine. It's so it's just good. so good. So good. You green chili pork? Yeah. I mean, yeah, green chili pork is probably the most popular. Yeah. I still haven't had it outside of our original. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tasting. Delicious. I that know one. we need to get those. And then Leah's got her deviled eggs recipe on there. So again, this is Ooh, this is you a, don't see those very often. The yeah, you know, we bring them back and then yeah. think about chips and dip with like a French onion dip. Yeah. This again, I think, goes back to. It's like so classic. It's like every time that we had people over growing up or like now still I do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the old throwback 70s chips and dip. Heck yeah. But people love, love chips and French onion dip. Yeah. You know? And deviled so, eggs. And deviled eggs. eggs. Yeah. That's I a know. Midwest thing. It really is. Yeah. People coming totally. to their house yeah. and that this is Leah yeah. Yeah. putting up some snacks for everybody to have a beer. Yeah. Sit back, relax and eat what they would if you were visiting the Husses. Right. By the way, everybody's invited to the Husses. Yeah, yeah. What's the address again? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, when I moved out to Arizona, that was the the biggest shock to me was like, okay, I moved out here, didn't have a job, I had like $700. That didn't matter to me. I also moved with $700. Did you Look really? at us. Nice, yes. nice. And we did it. Look, yes, yes we, did. We, we did it. We, we are here. We've made it. Yeah. <laughs> So the biggest disappointment for me was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get some Lay's potato chips and hell of a good French onion dip. I don't know if you guys had that in Illinois. There was a brand in Ohio. Did you have that? I, no. Hell of a good? No. Uh, no. It was hell oh. of a good, like a perfect Stop. name. Yes. Oh my so God. I was like, like my face got white and I'm like, they don't have, I might move back. Like I might move back to Ohio because they don't have a hell of a good. Yeah. But there's been a couple that have kind of, you know, but just, just not the same. Yeah. Ours is pretty good. It's, it's, we freshened it up a little bit with some, um, some chives and things like that. Churched it up. 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 Huh? Cussed it up. 
Yeah, the beer, food, you know, the neighborhood. You know, overall, we're having such a good time. Yeah. We're really fortunate. And I think we're, we all don't, none of us take it for granted about the success that we're having right now. You know, we don't go a day without somebody go, oh, you guys are killing it out there. And, you know, we're humble about it because we realize that the reason that we're able to have the success right now, where people are enjoying our beers everywhere, is because people not only just dig our story, they dig the beer. Right. So it's really not about that. Our job, and I, I look at my job, is to just to try and get the beer in front of as many people uh-huh. as possible. Right. And if we can do that and get our story out yeah. in front of many as people as possible, the rest takes care of itself. Yeah. And that's kind of why we're able to, I think, do this. And as long as we keep doing that, he keeps making the beer like he does. Um, you know, I just out there, I look like a genius. Right. <laughs> Works for me. It's, it's an easy sell, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love King. That's why the minister of all craft beers. Right. Too. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, you guys did a um, uh, a women's collaboration beer. Yeah. Were you, so you were part of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies in beer here in Arizona, Billy McGovern, she um, and I were kind of talking, and she's like, you know, we should come up with this women's collab, try and make it one of the biggest in the country. And so it's turned into something that we're doing annually, which is really amazing. Okay. So the first year we did it. Um, last year they took it to Tucson and did it. And um, next year I think that it's highly probable it'll end up at one of the breweries up north, which is just really cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So nice. um, traveling and um, I don't know, it's just really neat to see. It was great for one of our sales reps who is was brand new to the industry to take her yeah. and to show her you know how rad it is to get a bunch of chicks together and yeah and get them all in the brewery doing you know all the work so and there's some super talented women in beer mm-hmm. in arizona yeah and um you know we were the original brewers so we're kind of trying to take it back that's awesome <laughs> right <laughs> what do you mean by that the original brewers women were the original brewers ah, yes. like, like history wise yes not like in 2001 yeah, yeah. Saying like yeah. way back oh yeah ah. like way back in Mesopotamia. Nice. Mesopotamia. <laughs> yeah. I had the, they had a really good tap room there, what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys make the first year? Because I, I think the first time I had it was um, I went to Crooked Tooth in Tucson. Red IPA, I believe. I think it was, yeah. 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 And Mel- Melissa so Osborne yep. from, uh, yeah, she's so hot. Melissa yep. Osborne from Four yeah. Peaks. Okay. Was a lead brewer on that one. And yep. Christina. Christina. Yep. yep. And last year it was a, was it a double IPA? You think I would remember that yeah. one? Since I it think was it most was. Recent. Yeah, for some reason I can't remember the name of it. But that was the one down in Tucson. You guys did. Yeah, right? that was called yeah. uh, Lady Bird. Yes. IPA. Yeah. Yes. Um, State Bird IPA. State Bird. State Bird. We're going to do Lady Bird. Sorry, they yeah. switched the name. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Last last minute. Ben at Crooked Tooth suggested that. So I had like you know with their their skateboards. I don't know if you guys have been to Crooked uh-uh. Tooth, but their um, their tasters are skateboards cool with wheels and everything now obviously cool. they don't make the wheels move because that would be disastrous yes but you got five right so i picked four and i'm like i'm trying to figure out the other one and he said state bird cool yeah yeah so and it was fantastic Great. so yeah so maybe next year when you guys do it maybe we can get you on the show and we can do it the women's collaboration yeah for episode. sure like i said it'll probably right? end up up north um, <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it'd be pretty cool to do that with maybe, maybe get some of the ladies and talk about it because i mean what it is to me it's, it's another testament to our evolution uh-huh. as a craft beer community, right? You know, and where we're where we're going. You know, these are the sort of things that have to happen. You know, with you know, in a community that's thriving and growing in craft, we can't all just, 
keep our heads down and just do our own thing. Yeah. You know, we have to make sure that we're pushing the envelope, doing things that the community can understand and get behind. Yep. And, um, and especially in a very male-dominated industry yep. that brewing is, celebrating the um, what women bring to the table, and especially having a woman-owned brewery as part of that, and the others that are here from historic with Carol Cannelly yeah. and Billy McGovern, like I said, working from whether it be rep, sales reps, brewers, like Melissa Osborne, owners. There's so much that happens here um, with it. Believe me, half of these beers that Hus has would not exist if it wasn't for a woman because he wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's huge Just for saying. me as far as um, Lola and her, combo, right? her future yeah. as our owner. You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of a... Despite her huge aspirations to be an Uber driver, um, is she that her goal right now? <laughs> That's her goal right now. Nice. It changes. She will not, she will not make you proud. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. We're building this whole company for you, young lady. The oh, Uber driver, right? Yeah, You're yeah. gonna be an Uber driver. Be the Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but no, you guys are doing great things here, and, and you guys do a lot of great things outside too. Like, so I know Chip was just talking to me a little bit ago. And he's looking at his phone to see what time it is because he's got to get to the Orange Blossom Festival. Yes, yes. I sure right? Yeah, so you guys do a lot of events. Like, you do the Orange Blossom Festivals today. Um, you guys do a lot of stuff. There was a silent disco. The silent disco that's is, like, my favorite thing ever. Okay. So that's every yes. July at the Real Wild and Woody. Okay. Beer um, festival. Yes, yeah. beer fest downtown. Inside, air-conditioned. Yes. So, um, Essential and, in July. Yeah, yeah, I had someone ask me, <laughs> it is air-conditioned. Oh, sweet Doug O'Dell. He said to me, now, I know y'all are crazy in Arizona, but is this festival actually indoors? I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Nope. No nope. Open field. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're doing the opposite of, of yeah. the uh, upper Midwest with their winter beer fests. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're going inside. <laughs> no, Open are. parking lot, yeah. Yeah, so uh -huh. yes, so we do the silent we disco. We do that. You know, we do a lot of stuff with running. You're yes. Liz, a big, avid trail runner. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's kind um, of my thing. So we work with the Aravipa running community, which okay. are phenomenal. Craft um, Classic. Yep, so we've got the Craft Classic which half is our marathon signature event. coming up what with Roadrunner Sports. So it's a half marathon and 5K okay. October 15th in Fountain Hills. Gotcha. So every person that we crosses the, the finish too. line gets oh, wow. a uh, Scottsdale Blonde. Nice. Yeah, we did Ragnar Road this year. It oh. is my dream to have trail because that's kind of my my big race. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we, we are highly involved. That was kind of the community I grew up in. Um, when I was little, my dad and mom always took us out and Central Illinois does it upright after races. There's things like they're just grilling corn yeah, you know, like so. That yeah, actually came out for the inaugural he race. He flew uh -huh. out from Illinois yep. oh, nice. to run in it. And uh, the cool thing is, the winner, the men's winner and the women's winner, won their weight in beer. Really? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah, it's a so, great reward. You yeah. earn your beer, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Luckily, the earners yeah. are, are winners are always uh, in yeah. excellent shape. Just, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're not giving away that much. Right. Five pound canyons. Right. Yeah. like, believe me, if Jared Vildeer walked up, we'd be like, okay, we got a problem here, right. folks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 350 yeah, pounds worth of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just walks up with a big old smile on his face. Yeah. You got to pay mean, today. I'm here to collect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, you guys are doing awesome. Well, I saw you, one last thing. The Crowler Station, that's brand new too, yes. right? It yeah. is. So that's a new thing that is, like, that's taken over for Growlers, right? Yes. And you guys as brewers prefer Crowlers? Is that right? I um, think if he had his way, he would prefer the cans. In my just opinion. straight up yeah, cans, six-pack cans? Well, for the sake of... It's nowhere near as wasteful. Okay, yeah. Is the reality The crowler is not yeah. as... Yeah. And I mean, how many 
growlers do you have on top of your fridge right now? Uh, probably 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I can't And how many pounds of dust do those 12 have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I use like two of them. What? The growler's cool, I think, because you can take home stuff that we aren't packaging. Okay. You know, so any any of the beers like the raspberry wheat, the coconut gel yep. that we're not putting into a package, you can get that. But you also, it's so not committal, mm-hmm. you know, compared to a sixty-four ounce growler. Right. That thirty-two is is you know it's that's two manageable. I know. It's, two it's very manageable. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right. If you look at our sales here, um, with that, they are number one two sellers are raspberry wheat. The coconut Joe, the beers, like she said, that you can't buy in a six pack, even though you can buy six packs here to go right. of all six different of our beers. Okay. The fact that you can actually take something home in a sealable can. A lot of people don't realize that the crowler itself is filled right on site, and then the metal top is put on, and the machine seals it, hermetically seals it, so it's a perfect seal. Yeah. So until you crack that, you know, crack that big old can open, it's uh, it's perfect. So I love them. Yeah. I do too. Like yeah. I just started because I, I went somewhere and they had a beer that I really wanted, but I didn't have my growler. I'm like, yeah. Oh, dead growlers. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'll yep. get, yeah. and I won't go back. I don't think I, I might actually throw the glass growlers away at mm-hmm. this point, you know? Recycle. 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 Yeah, yeah. Throw them into the green or the yeah. blue. The blue yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody's so outdoor <laughs> oriented out here. So yeah. now, I mean, you can't take a growler up on the, on the Salt River going tubing. Right. You know, but now you can <laughs> yeah. actually take a crowler and you can say, yeah, right. now I don't have to, you know, I can do anything along those lines. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, guys, come here, get a crowler, get their beers wherever you can. They're everywhere. I see them everywhere. And that's awesome. You guys are doing great stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Guys thank you very much. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, thank you. Thanks for keeping us uh, spreading the word about uh, Arizona craft yes. beer and craft beer in general out there. Absolutely. Keep them drinking. Yes. There we go. Thanks for listening. As always, if you're enjoying the show, help me spread Arizona beer to the world, right? That's the whole point of this is uh, getting us out there and uh, making a name for ourselves. So tell somebody about it. Give me a rating review on iTunes if you're feeling up to it. Either way, let's do what we can to get Arizona beer on the map. In the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.